1: getting over the fear of sharing your faith next on times of refreshing with napoleon kaufman fear, doubt, the thought that you may not know, the answer to the questions that might come, and the list goes on for reasons not to share your faith. Well, today, here on Times of Refreshing, we'll give you several reasons to share your faith, along with the boldness to do just that. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, we would invite you to join us here in Acts chapter 8 as we once again take a look at a message called Sharing Your Faith. Again, this is Times of Refreshing. Here now our teacher and pastor, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: Look at verses 32 on down to 35. Look at this. He says, the place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before his shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And his humiliation, his, his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation? He says, for his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you of whom does this prophet say this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning at the scripture, Preached who to him? Jesus. Okay? This is point number three, saints. Share Jesus. Preach Jesus. The thing that I found out with a lot of people, and I wrote this down, they don't understand that to explain him, they've got to know him. To truly and fully explain him, They've got to know him. I love our church. I love this church. I mean, we have a great church. So many wonderful people in this church. All the ministries we have. And you guys know, I don't talk about all this stuff. I don't blow it up all over Twitter and Facebook. And You know, we just do our work. People are getting changed. Our altars, people coming and getting saved. It's a wonderful thing. But, it's not about... My church, it's not about our church, it's about Jesus. And our job when we're sharing our faith is to connect people to Jesus. The church is going to help people grow. It's going to help them get an understanding of who Jesus is. But we got to connect people to Jesus. And I love Philip. He preached Jesus. He was, he was at this scripture and he just expounded on Jesus to him. And it should be a point for us. Is that we, we have to get to know Jesus. When you get to know Jesus, you're, you're, you're better able to explain and declare and proclaim Jesus. Yeah. To give a good representation of who he is. Not only in your personal life, but through the scriptures. But what we do a lot of times is we, we talk about our favorite preacher. We talk about our favorite church. We talk about the children's ministry. We talk about the men's ministry. We talk about all these things. But we need to tell people about Jesus not just joining my church yeah. now I want you to join the church but, but I want you to know Jesus yeah. and that's the goal we have to start learning if I'm going to share my faith I'm share, sharing my faith in Jesus Christ of Nazareth yeah. I'm sharing my faith in the power of his blood and his cross and his sacrifice yeah. and the way he loves us and laid down his life I'm sharing all that he entails. I want to give you a picture of who Jesus is so that you know who he is. That you can develop an intimacy with him. And it doesn't just happen when you're at the church. It happens when you're at your home. Jesus is going to follow you home. He's going to be in your car. He's going to be on your job. He's going to be with you. Can I have an amen here? He's going to be with you everywhere you're at. Just get to know Jesus. We got to get back to this. People, denomination is fighting over over foolishness. I'm of this camp, and I'm of that camp. And and like I preached last week, all that is just carnality. I want people to say that I am of Jesus. I am of Jesus Christ, and I just happen to attend the well. Amen. That I just happen to attend the well. But I'm all about Jesus. And Jesus sent me to this church. Jesus sent me to that pastor. That it was Jesus. And we got to learn to teach people. People, they come and we share our faith. And the first thing we do is we, we talk about our church, which is good. But people can go to church and not know Jesus. They don't know Jesus. But I, but I got my homegirls there. My homeboys there. My cousins there. Every Sunday we go out to eat. It's a social thing. It's a social thing. But this isn't, there's a social aspect to this. But it's not just a social club, y'all. We have been born again into the kingdom of God. And we have become children of the most high God through Jesus Christ. And I'm connected to him. Because one day, all this is going to be burnt up. But I still got Jesus. Jesus. And so all of us, we have to see that this is our, has to be our perspective. He shared Jesus. Do you share Jesus with people? Share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what we have to do. This is point number three, and it's what Philip did, and it was awesome. He said not only that, but look at verse 36. He says, now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? So and he, and so I love this because, and this is point number four. He shared the importance of baptism with this eunuch. And all of us, if we're sharing our faith, we want to talk about Jesus. But now we want to talk to people about being identified with Jesus. And his death Burial and resurrection We have to tell people About the importance of being baptized And what it means Evidently he had, he had shared this In his presentation And he says well here's water what, what, What's hindering me And it's the same thing We got to let people know That if you're going to walk with Jesus You got to identify with Jesus in his death The same way he was willing To lay down his life You got to be willing to lay down your old life You got to identify with Jesus, not only in his resurrection, but in his sufferings. And this is a part of baptism. I'm identifying with Jesus Christ. Jesus, when you died, I died. When you were buried, my old nature was buried. When you were raised from that grave, I was raised from that grave. That in you, I live and I move and I have my being. That my old man is dead. And I'm alive in you. And baptism is just a public declaration of the reality of this death process working in your life. And it's the same thing that we have to emphasize when we're talking to people. You want to be, you want to identify with Christ. You're going to identify with Christ through baptism. But that means that you're identifying with Christ before the angels. Before your friends and family. It's a public declaration and statement to where you stand. I stand with Jesus. And I'm going to stand with Jesus on my job. Yes. I'm going to stand with Jesus in the midst of, my, of the culture. Just like I was saying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to respond. I, there's no need for me to respond the way everybody else is responding. I want to find out how God says I'm supposed to respond. Amen. I'm identifying with Jesus. Not identifying. I'm not going to talk about identifying with somebody. I'm going to identify with Jesus. What would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Not what would Al Sharpton do. You got to watchful, man. Mm-hmm. What did Jesus say to do? Yes. What did Jesus say? This is how we respond. Because I'm identify with him. And I'm going to lay down my life like he did. And I'm gonna tell teach people how to do what he did. And identifying teaching on baptism is important when we talk to people because we talk to people and we just say, come on in. Woo! We have we have we have pizza and coffee and it's a good time. No. If you're gonna identify with Jesus, man, it's gonna cost you. Yes. These guys, these people, we read the book of Acts, Saints. These brothers and sisters were being left for dead because they were willing to be baptized to be identified with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. That's the same thing that we have to tell people that, hey, you better consider the cost because there is a cost. And I know a lot of preachers don't don't say it and they want to talk, it, but I'm telling you right now, there is a cost. The devil's going to try to kill you. The world is not going to like you. But, man, Jesus is that good yes. that you got to choose him regardless of what comes your way. Can I have an amen? Now, and it's not all going to be bad. God's going to blow you up and bless you and change your life and do all these things. But there's an element of death, burial, and resurrection that you have to be willing to embrace. Man, Philip was willing to tell him. you got to tell people. You got to tell them it's not always going to be easy. But Jesus is going to walk with you through every storm in your life. Because you you crossed over. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then the last thing here. Verse 37. It says here. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart. He says, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He says, if you believe with all your heart, what's, what's happened in the church is we've, we've made this just an intellectual thing. But we got to get to the place where we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God with all of our heart, And that means when we get to a place when we really start believing that Jesus is the Son of God with all of our hearts then all then every aspect of his person we're willing to submit to we're willing to submit to him as a prophet we're willing to submit to him and acknowledge him as a as a priest but are also willing to submit to him as king Amen. i believe that you are the son of god and i don't believe just from a mental standpoint that my heart has been convinced and I think this is important because the issue here, and this is point number number five. Is this point number five? Point number five, and it has to do with trust. If we believe, what we're saying is, I trust you. I trust you with all of my heart. When I looked up this Greek word, it was tied to trust. You just saw trust. You just saw trust when you look up this word believe. In the Greek, trust. That God, I trust you. And I don't trust you just with my mind. I trust you with all my heart. We have to teach people that this is where you need to get to. You can't just say, I, I believe. Does your belief mean you trust him and you're willing to submit to everything that he is? His, the totality of his person. Some people just want to know him as Savior. Right. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. To give me salvation. I just want salvation. That's all I want. I want some security. Some life insurance. I want some. Inter- I want All I want is some eternity insurance. Now I'm going to cut up and act a fool. And go to church every now and then. But when I die I just want to make sure. <laughs> That's not how this works. God. Is not mocked. You can't, God knows what you're doing. He knows what I'm doing. Saints, we have to stop and say, I got to get to a place in my mind where it's, it's a matter of not just my mind, but my heart. This thing's got my heart. I believe he's the son of God. I believe he's the king. We got to tell people that. This is part of it. I'm ready. Well, you may not be ready yet. Let's not rush into this. Jesus said you need to count the cost. Have you done that? No, I haven't done it. Well, you can come, but I don't know if you're ready yet. You got to be ready. You never hear this. Because people just want to punch the ticket, fill the church, and say, look how big our church is. But are the people in the church saved and really walking with Jesus? And do they really know him? And are they willing to lay down their life for him? Can I preach it this morning, y'all? We need some conversions in the house. We need people to get converted where they step over the line and say, man, I'm not turning back. This thing is real in me. I believe with my heart that Jesus is the son of God. The Bible says that he believed he was baptized and then the Holy Spirit snatched Philip away. Most historians will tell you that this one unit is one man. He went back to Ethiopia, and and if you trace history, you do your research. Do your research on how Ethiopia got overtaken by the gospel. One man that is stuck because Philip did an excellent job. Stop thinking about the masses. Just go get that one man. Stop thinking you gotta save thousands. Just get that one man. One to put a thousand to fight. Two to put ten thousand. All you gotta do is get one man. One Billy Graham can go off and share the faith, his faith all over the world. All it takes is one. This man went to Ethiopia and he rocked the place with the gospel. He was a man of authority, had prestige, had honor, and God used him to go back into into Ethiopia. And you trace the history, God used him. Because Philip got up, he got out of himself. He stopped thinking about himself. And he made sure that he was led by God. That he used wisdom. He found wisdom. Humility as he used wisdom. He preached Jesus, not his denomination, not his affiliation, not his, not his ethnicity, not anything. He preached Jesus. He taught, on the, he taught this man about baptism and the importance of identifying with Christ, even when it comes to suffering. And he had trust and he helped this man get to a place where he found trust in his heart. He found trust that I believe. Saints, if we do this, it's, a, it's, it's simple. God will have you at the grocery store and you'll sit there and talk to one person. God will have you walk into your dog and run into somebody. Right. We have people in this church, they'll tell you. God said, I want you to go over and coach, coach football. I said, okay, I'm gonna coach of football. That's all so cool. But what who who, who 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 you want me to get? Because I'm going. I remember I met Dale. His wife. They didn't know it, but I knew it. Now look at them. They all up in here dancing and shouting and praising the Lord. What I'm saying is, you got to go. You're, a, you're, you're God's agent. Some of you had dreams of being 007. Go get some souls. But do it the right way. And I can talk about many more, even in this room. It's just a matter of you stepping out and saying, man, I don't care about myself. God, lead me. Father, I pray in this church. Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody stand on your feet. I'm going to pray that God will release an evangelistic anointing over this church. My God. That this morning, God's going to use you. To go reach some people. Come on lift your hands. Lord we come before you today. And we thank you. That you saved us. Not just for us. You saved us. To reach people. With the gospel. You love us. You care about us. You've ordained us. But Lord you've also saved us. That you might use our voices. And our hands and our feet. To go and reach people. That the devil has in bondage and that need to know you. And Father, I'm asking today that over this house, as you're building this church, as you're strengthening this house, as you've healed this house. That Lord, you would begin to use us evangelistically like we've never known before. And that God, you would use us as agents of the kingdom of God. And that we would release the ministry of reconciliation through this house, that it would begin to flow and people would be saved and they would, backsliders would come back to you and people that don't know you would be introduced to you. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask for a fresh evangelistic anointing to be released over this house. Come on, lift your hands and receive from the Lord. Now all over this house, That, God, you would use us. That you would use us to touch somebody like you used Philip. God, you gave him wisdom. God, you taught him the right message. Lord, you used him as an instrument to touch one man. Father, help us to reach that one person. To reach that one person that will reach another person. And they will reach another person. And that God in this church... There would be such strong conversions that people would come to you and never leave you. That they would rest in you and walk with you and talk to you and they would get to know you. Come on, somebody. God, we ask right now that you would use us. That there would be such an anointing over this house that when people come into contact with us, That they sense your presence. Lord, help us to find humility. Help us to find, help us to discern where people are at. God, release the spirit of wisdom over us. He who wins souls is wise. Help us to have such wisdom and clarity. That Lord, it doesn't matter. Just like this Ethiopian eunuch who had great prestige and honor. Lord, we don't care about their vocation or their titles or who they, who they are in terms of the world. Lord, we're not intimidated by their titles because we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God, use us to speak. God, put them in front of us and we'll speak to them. God, we ask you in the name of Jesus that there would be no limitations in our lives, that God, you would remove every limitation in our thinking and in our lives. And Lord, we may not know every scripture, but we know you and we can share you. (laughs) Come on, somebody. We can share you. I just feel this right now. We can share you. I don't know every scripture. I don't know every book, but I know Jesus, and I know how to share him with you today because Jesus, the same one that was dead and buried and raised up, is the same one that pulled me out of my bondage. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would break over this church any fear of man. That spirit of fear, we bind the spirit of fear right now. Every spirit of fear and timidity. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. God, we thank you today that we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And God, you're going to use us to reach out and touch somebody that needs help. That people may know you. The devil is busy, but we're busier. And Lord, you would bring us before kings, rulers, people in influential positions just like this eunuch, and we would share the gospel. We would preach Jesus, that Lord, you would put us before bums on the street, that we would share the gospel, that you would put us before children. You would put us before blacks and whites and Hispanics and Chinese and Filipinos that there would be no limitation. Remove every limitation that we share the gospel with men and women and children. There would be no limitation. That, Lord, you've anointed us. Hallelujah. You called us to be ministers of reconciliation. And if Philip can do it, we can do it. (laughs) Come on. If Philip can do it, we can do it.
1: Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. We pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email. Thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.